1: Hey HunBots and HunBros, it's been a week. How have you handled it? How are you doing? Just wanted to check in and see how your week has been. Um, Mine so far has been pretty uneventful, but it is only Tuesday. In my world, at least. Uh, I am actually packing and getting ready to go to Missouri. I'm going to Kansas City and St. Louis. So that'll be really fun. I am flying into Kansas City to meet up with Michelle Carpenter. We are working on a project. And then we are driving to St. Louis to go to the I Got Out Story Slam and the writing retreat. So I'm very excited to get to meet Jarette and Lisa. And then we're actually going to also get to meet Jessica Hickson because she lives in St. Louis. And I am just... It has been a year of trying to meet as many people who have impacted my life and and been in this sort of (laughs) like wild adventure with me. So the fact that I get to check off three more people, at least there might be other people I don't even know they're going, but I get to check off at least three more people this week is really, really cool. Very excited for that. So stay tuned if you follow on Instagram to see some stories and posts about that adventure. I also wanted to uh, say thank you to my new editor, Kayla Craven. You are so amazing. I haven't had the chance to update the intro and outros yet to include Kayla's name in the production of this podcast but she is amazing and my lifesaver and I am so happy that she is helping me with this show this is the first episode that she helped me edit and uh, I hope you enjoy it I thought it was really funny that her maiden voyage was a Young Living episode. (laughs) I always have to keep things interesting over here, but her first episode was this one. It is a Young Living episode. For the trigger warning for this episode, there are talks of being in an abusive relationship, thoughts of suicide... And also dealing with the outlandish health claims that MLM put out there. So that's what this episode is about. Just a quick heads up for anybody who might find those topics triggering. It is sort of just said in passing. There's not a ton of details. So I also want to let you know that. And also I had a meeting yesterday morning, which was really wow. And I hopped on the Patreon and I went live. So the Patreon members know what's going on. Uh, I'm not going to mention it yet because I haven't really gotten the green light to talk about it publicly. Uh, But if you want to know, you can check out the Patreon. We have 5 and $10 tiers. It helps support the show. It helps pay for all the ongoing costs of running a podcast. (laughs) It's it's more than you would expect. It helps me continue to produce this podcast and make it my full time. And um, I thank you guys so much for the support. You are incredible. For everybody else, you're just going to have to stay tuned. And as soon as I can talk about it publicly... I will. Thank you so much to everybody who tunes in every week and listens. I really, really appreciate you. Enjoy the show and I'll see you next week. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. Today we are going to be talking about Young Living. I know we love it, but so much stuff has happened since we last talked about Young Living and it's time. I know there's other MLMs we want to talk about, but we got some Young Living tea. So I want to introduce to the show, Kristen Foltz. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you, Roberta? I'm doing all right. I'm excited to talk to you about Young Living and your adventure and and everything that happened.
2: So I will kind of warn you, there is talk of suicide in my story. So just disclaimer for anybody. So that way, you know, if you're triggered, I won't go into any like grave detail. But Christmas, like Christmas time of 2016, roughly, my friend will just call her my friend let's say Becky so Becky and I had been like like we weren't super close but we knew each other we went dirt track racing together like so we knew each other pretty well and she was doing Young Living and I knew about it because I had seen you know friends with her on Facebook seen all of her stuff and the guy the partner that I was with at the time suffering from like a lot of cold sores and Abreva is like 25 dollars for a little tiny tube which is ridiculous but i mean i get it i guess uh, <laughs> so i was just kind of trying to find like different alternatives like maybe somebody found a chapstick that worked better for them maybe they try to you know a vitamin that worked better for them and i posted it on facebook i was like hey does anybody have any like different ideas for us to try because we were broke and (laughs) we needed to help him because he would get big ones so she reached out to me she's like hey i know you know that i do young living and she's like there's a oil that we use that is really good for like colds cold sores anything kind of viral Uh, i say that with quotations because there's a whole bunch of rules that you're not allowed to say about oils or about young living essential oils. I was like, okay, I'll try it. And so for thieves, which is the oil that we got, it was $50 for a 10 milliliter bottle. I was like, okay, that should last them for a while. Cause you just, you know, put a little bit on and dab
1: it on. So I have a question. What, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the equivalent of two things of a Breva. How long would two things of a Breva would have lasted you?
2: Um, not very long because this guy that I was with, like always lost them, So (laughs) he was not very good at keeping track of them. So So the
1: oil was more cost effective in this situation. Yeah,
2: definitely. Cause he, like, you just put like a little, little tiny, like residue on your finger. Like even just wiping the top of it and put it on. And I smelled it and I loved it. It has clove in it and a whole bunch of other stuff and I don't I'm one of those people that clove is just like
0: oh like
2: it's very spicy it is yeah so I got that was like okay and then you know she's like let me know what you think we can talk more yada 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 so I should probably say where I'm from too because it kind of does have to deal with a little bit I'm originally from northern Minnesota so almost as far north as you can get without going into canada kind of that area at that time it was winter time which i don't know if you've ever heard of cabin fever it's where you don't see the sun and we really up in this area we don't see the sun a lot in like nine months in wintertime because it's just
1: it gets dark really early and stays really dark I could imagine that it would be really isolating to like live in like that sort of mm-hmm. darkness like that.
2: Granted, I realize that Alaska is probably worse than this. But for my area and what I know, like it's just you don't get a lot of that vitamin D. So cabin fever is when you really just get depressed and it's really seasonal. So it's like usually December, January when winter really hits in is when it would really set in for me. Right off the bat, right there, like we're dealing with young living in the dead of winter. My mindset's not very great. Relatively new to the area because I moved to a bigger town. I'm from a town of like 150 people. So trying to meet new people, trying to get out of my comfort zone, trying to make a, you know, livable wage so I could support myself, support my then partner's hobby of dirt track racing, which is really
1: expensive. <laughs> and here comes Young Living. Mm-hmm. The thing that
2: I really found was that at that time, I was not married. I was like, I don't have kids. They were really trying to sell the, oh, if you build this team, you could have your future set in magical rainbows and
1: unicorns flying around and you'll be a stay-at-home mom, but you'll be a boss mom. And How old were you around the time that this was happening?
2: So I was about 23, I believe, like 22, 23. That's pretty young. I know. And that's pretty,
1: uh, that's a vulnerable time already. That's an age where a lot of people, they're graduating college, they're getting, they're starting their lives, they're getting engaged, they're talking about their futures. Yeah. And and to use that as a vulnerability to get you to like, want to be a part of this. On top of all of that vulnerability, the guy that I was with,
2: he was very mentally abusive and just made me feel like a worthless piece of crap, pretty much. I'm in therapy, got a lot of therapy. (laughs) Like I felt stuck in the relationship. I needed to make things better for myself, but that wasn't leaving him at that time. I know everybody's like, how could you stay in an abusive relationship?
1: You just don't see it when you're in it.
2: Like you don't see
1: a way out. It's hard being Mm -hmm. in a relationship like that. It's a very high demand situation, just like Mm -hmm. a big cult, but it's one-on-one. So you're there with that person all the time. Mm -hmm. It can be really debilitating. And I don't think people understand like how many steps it takes to really be free and leave something like that. So. And especially, yeah. you know, if you're neurodivergent mm-hmm. and you have uh, trouble with like executive dysfunction and things like that, like mm-hmm. those tasks can seem even more insurmountable and keep you trapped and locked and stuck even longer.
2: Yeah. So it it was just kind of a really bad situation.
1: Did Young Living seem like it could be a savior for you?
2: Yeah. To a point, I thought financially it could at the time i didn't realize that i was being mentally abused by this guy that supposedly loved me but i knew that i couldn't i couldn't support him on what i was making at my job which you know anybody who has ever been in a healthy relationship would know that financially it's pretty even Sometimes you give more, sometimes you give less, but I was giving more all the time. That's just kind of where I was when she started pitching me Young Living. So this was December of 2016. I was like, I can't do it right now. Christmas is coming. I'll think about it more in January when I kind of get caught back up after buying Christmas presents and all that stuff. I think it was like January 5th, so it really wasn't even like after the holidays. It was like the first check of the new year. She was like, Hey, wanna join? I'm like, Wow. Sure. She's like, you get thieves in your starter kit. And I was like, I just bought a fifty dollar bottle of thieves. I
1: have have it for life. (laughs) Like (laughs) Well now you have one for, you know, travel. Right.
2: Yeah. So that was January of twenty seventeen and I joined at first i was just buying the oils i was kind of getting into aromatherapy a little bit i knew that i had anxiety you know the depression that comes seasonally but then i also had it in combination with the anxiety so i was just like okay let's let's just see what these do not knocking anybody who likes essential oils i still like essential oils i just don't like young living (laughs) let's just be clear on that like i was just kind of buying oils and i wasn't really like selling
1: so i have a question were you buying oils to like build up your collection because you needed them or were you buying oils because you had to hit certain quotas at first i was
2: buying them because i wanted to try them i wanted to see what worked for me like which ones i wanted my house to smell like because at first it was just strictly in the diffuser and thieves on cold sores nothing else so summer rolls around of 2017 i finally break up with a guy like done good for you kind of the last straw was myself hitting the all-time low I knew exactly how I was going to kill myself. I knew that he wouldn't be home for a while. I just, the scariest moment of my life. Thankfully, bathrooms have mirrors. Most bathrooms have mirrors. Because when I walked into my bathroom to go through with the plan, I looked at myself in the mirror and I just started crying. I was like, there's got to be more out there than feeling like this.
1: Um, Oh, I'm so glad you're here.
2: Thank you. Me too. That kind of woke me up and was like, what am I doing? And we had just moved into this new house that we were renting. I had broken down like some of the moving boxes. I broke them down and then I put them in the garage. He got mad at me because I left them in the garage that he had just cleaned. Where am I? Like, where am I supposed to put them? Like, we don't have... Like, the garbage set up yet. Yeah, we don't have any of that yet. He, like, threw them in the yard and then proceeded to, like, mow lawn around them. What odd behavior. I don't know. And then it was just like, you know what? I'm done. Like, you need to get some stuff and go to your mom's because we're not having this no more. That was kind of when things started to change. I think this is pretty much very similar through all MOMs is like you join and then you get added into a bunch of groups that night. Like you can't wait a week. They got to be in there tonight. So like I was in these groups, I was talking to people like just, you know, chit chat and whatever. And I remember like reaching out to one of my uplines who lives out in California and she's a teacher. So I felt comfortable talking to her I would still consider her a friend, even though I've never met her, but
0: I think um, we all
1: have an internet friend like that
2: or two, right? Yeah. Love her to death. Still, we don't talk nearly as much anymore, but I did open up with her about like, I think it was like three days after I broke up with that guy. I was just like, Hey, I need to talk to someone and you I'm comfortable with you (laughs) and you're not here. So you can't, this is what my brain was going through. Like, you're not physically here. So even if you're judging me, I won't know you're judging me because you're that way. You're like miles and miles and miles away from me. And she was very sympathetic. She understood. She's like, maybe this is a chance to like take your life into your own hands. I'm glad you didn't do what you were going to do. That day, I was kind of like, I'll try the business side of it. We'll just see what I can do. The terrible people person, by the way. I'm like, <laughs> not someone who should be in sales.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm too awkward for that. Sorry. So, what was your experience doing like the sales side of Young Living? So, I did have a few people sign up
2: underneath me. I reached like the first rank. Ooh. It wasn't terrible. But it was also very pushy. And I am not a pushy person. I care about people a lot. I care about people more to the point where I would put them first and put me last. That's kind of how I've always been. Yeah, okay. me too. We're
1: it's working pl- on that too. Yeah, we're, we are <laughs> we're not. We're no longer setting ourselves on fire to keep other people warm. Okay. Yep, yeah,
2: definitely. It is a blessing
1: and a curse because I do believe we should, we should care about
2: people, but not to the point where you forget about yourself.
1: So you're you're selling Young Living. You've got a couple people underneath you. Yeah. You hit the first rank. Did Mm -hmm. you ever go to any of the conventions or any of the events? No, because I was too broke for that. I
2: did have FOMO sitting at home seeing all the Marco Polos and all the Snapchats and all the Facebook posts of that first year. But I was like, oh, you know, next year will be different. I'll I'll do it then. Yeah. next year comes around I'm like eh, I'm too busy with
1: work I can't afford to do that because you know it's just me so let's yeah. talk about that because most people that come on the show will talk about how I went to this event and it cost me so much money and it was all this glitter yeah. and rah-rah and troll party and like wow, wow, wow. but here you are the opposite you're at home mm-hmm. did you have a lot of FOMO like were you really contemplating like How can I get there next year? Should I get a credit card? Were you thinking those thoughts?
2: I wasn't. It wasn't really like a forethought until it was probably the convention for 2020, which they actually did virtually. It wasn't until 2020 that I was really like, rah, rah, ooh, I'm the boss, babe, I'm hun, all the things.
1: In your email, you mentioned that you moved eight hours away. So let's talk about what that was like.
2: What kind of led up to that was I didn't own a home, didn't have a husband, didn't
1: have kids,
2: just me and my dog. My friend at the time, she just got news that her husband was going to be deployed through the National Guard. And then so she calls me. She's on the bathroom floor. She's in the National Guard, too. She has three littles. At this time, they were all under the age of six. So it was six, three, and one-year-old, somewhere in there. So she was like freaking out. And her mom lives a couple of hours away from her. And her mother-in-law was into drugs. So she really didn't have a reliable person to help her out with her kids while he was overseas. So I was like, you know what? I'm up for an adventure. And her and I were really close. We actually met because Mr. Mentally Abusive is her (laughs) half-brother. Oh, my God. Plot twist. I know. Yeah. You get out of a mentally abusive relationship, but you still continue to be friends with his sister. Questionable decisions I've made. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, I just decided it was... Probably March or April of twenty nineteen that I decided that I was going to move. I kind of just picked a month. I was like, okay, let's do August. I don't know why I chose the hottest month of the year to move eight hours away from home. But so I moved from northern Minnesota to her home in Des Moines, Iowa. And she was she was one person that I had signed up. She was my downline. We were gonna do the thing. <laughs> and be the boss babes and like rock it and kill it and we were gonna have all these parties and we were just gonna be we were gonna make it to the top i can yeah. imagine like
1: that dopamine high of being with uh-huh. your friend and being like we're both gonna do this mm-hmm. we're gonna be so good we're gonna do mm-hmm. we're gonna learn from everyone else's mistakes we're yep. gonna kill it we're going to mm-hmm. have these kind of parties and everyone's going to want to come yep. because we're going to be doing this kind of stuff. And we were like, and we're not going to push people to do it. We're not going to force them.
2: We're not going to feel make them feel guilty. And that does not work in MLMs.
1: Being nice does not work. No, not really. No. And not for the long haul, at least. It, yeah, no, it it wasn't going to work. How long were you with Young Living? about 3 years and this yeah. move is about halfway through your journey yeah it's when
2: i was like really getting like i was starting to be more
1: independent
2: be more like social because i hadn't really had that i was having my own friends not his friends so i just thought it was the best thing ever so yeah august of 2019 i moved and then in october we found out that the deployment wasn't going to happen he signed up for another one that one wasn't going to happen and then he volunteered for another one and they did not choose him what yeah so it's like i had moved there to help with that three times denied yeah i'm like i gotta get my life going i need to find a job down here I was living with her and her three kids and her husband and her three dogs and my dog in a three-bedroom house it just wasn't working I was getting really frustrated I wasn't being myself and I met my now husband during that whole process and then you know that's just happily ever after the end over there well at least that worked out right (laughs) actually he was the one that started putting that seed like until i started listening to your podcast i was so embarrassed because he would be like did you know gary young killed a baby i was like no like you can't believe everything you read on the internet and i'm like oh my god i was so brain wow. like, i straight up told him i was like you can't believe everything you read on the
1: internet but like some things you can yeah right How many nudges from him did it take until you, like, sort of started to listen?
2: So that was the first one. And then he asked me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get paid from Young Living today, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, how much did you spend to be able to get that paycheck? And he literally will tell you to this day, he could see the rusty wheels turning in my brain. I was like, shut up. (laughs) Wow.
1: You You were like,
2: um actually uh oh like oh yeah let's not talk about that
1: right so, but you know a lot of people front load or buy all that stuff because they think they need it and and what happens is exactly that they end up spending more than they're making that's why people yeah. are like how can 99% of people lose money and I'm like because they're spending more than they're making they might be mm-hmm. making a $500 check but they might be spending yeah. $600 to get it
2: right with young living you had to place a minimum
1: of fifty dollars a month to
2: stay active, like to be a seller.
1: Okay, I have a question. If you're not active that month, does that mean you can't qualify for any commissions or checks?
2: Yeah. If you don't place your order, you don't get anything. Even if you have like a downline, if you don't place your fifty dollar order, you <laughs> sorry. Like I would really like to know where that money went where that money goes for the people who are like, Oh, it's buying a carton of eggs this month or my oils and you choose the eggs, like who who gets that check? Who gets that hundred no, Nobody. Right. So like I said earlier, I wasn't ever like high enough to really have much money coming in. So I think I was getting roughly a hundred to a hundred and forty dollars a month from them yeah okay so
1: if you're making just a small little bit of money what Mm -hmm. was the appeal of staying in for three years trying to make it big just the sunk cost fallacy Mm -hmm. of like i just have to keep going and putting more Mm -hmm. into it because it's eventually going to pay off Mm -hmm. the slot machines eventually going to hit the jackpot so Mm -hmm. i can't get up yep yep Uh, you have all of your uplines the diamonds
2: the platinum diamonds the royal crown diamonds they're all like Keep
1: hosting parties. Keep signing people up. You'll get there someday. So another thing that you mentioned in your email was your diamond leader and some drama. Will you tell oh, me that story?
2: Yes. Okay. At this point, I had my friend signed up underneath me and she had a few people signed up, some of which were her mother-in-law and her husband, which was actually her. Yeah. There was so many people who were like just...
1: Ghost accounts.
2: Yeah. <sighs> So yeah, but anyways, at this point, I have shelves upon shelves upon shelves of essential oils like you would not believe. And not only did I have oils, I had one, two, three four maybe five different diffusers
1: and then what about all the other stuff that young living sells wellness and the body and the vitamins and the everything
2: so they pretty much do it all they have shampoo they have snacks they
1: have pastas they have the
2: ninja red drink which wait they have
1: they have pasta yeah
2: they have i can't remember what it's made out of But it's like some some fancy grain stuff. I don't know. They're literally trying to pitch the whole dream of you're going to the grocery store and buying these products. We have these products. Why don't you just buy them here, even though they're like $20 more than what you would find at the grocery store?
1: Well, because you get a cash back bonus in your check at the end of the month. (laughs) I know. Yeah. And you
2: might rank up you might
1: and you might get a vacation
2: right yeah
1: so Spin the wheel you might win a prize exactly like don't pay attention to the man behind the
2: curtains <laughs> um <laughs> anyway so my downline's downline one one i say that very in quotations because i don't know if you she really won it but she got to go to florida and they did like a little i want to say it was like a Wick risers or like something like that, you know, when you rank up like really fast, you're signing people up left and right. And they're like, oh, fast track, let's celebrate these people, treat them special and make them continue to do what they're doing.
1: Right. That so, huge recruiting incentive that MLMs have, yet it's not about recruiting. Right. And
2: I think Young Living, if I remember right, when you sign somebody up, you instantly got like $50.
1: Sounds about right. So
2: if that's not scammy and gross, I don't know what is. So she's down there doing her thing, learning all the secrets. She then is approached by my diamond leader, who is the sister-in-law of one of my silver leaders that I actually know. She just starts shit talking me and my friend's saying how we'll never amount to anything in the business because we don't push enough and we're not doing enough to sell the things and do the things. And I was just, I was so off put by that because at that point I was still in the la la land of like, this is great. This is a sisterhood. Like we're all best friends. We're all, you know, the same goal here It is somebody who is supposed to be guiding you.
1: And she's punching down.
2: Yeah. I would never say anything bad about someone that I was like friends with. So I like at that point, I could not even imagine somebody saying that about me. So that kind of, you know, took the wind out of my sail. I was just like, well, what do I do now? kind of thing. It's just so
1: unprofessional, right? And it's not anything that you would ever see in an Mm -hmm. actual corporate or real, real job or real business because MLMs are scams. The fact that you're not at this and your downline got to go because she recruited a bunch of people, but it's not about Mm -hmm. recruiting again. Signed up her husband and- Right. With ghost accounts. She recruits with ghost accounts and she gets this trip. And then at the trip, your diamond leader takes it upon herself to go out of her way to find this person and Mm -hmm. say something bad about you to make Mm -hmm. probably to make this other person feel good right like right like you're so much better and she'll not amount Mm -hmm. to anything like look at you're already surpassing your upline like that Mm -hmm. sort of toxic behavior it's rampant it's mean girl Mm -hmm. behavior it's culty it's not okay no it's not
2: like yeah, it just kind of dampened the whole, soured my whole like drive.
1: Absolutely. That's not motivating people. at all.
2: No. So, my friend was pretty good friends with this girl. So, it's like, why would you say that to
1: somebody who's
2: friends with us? People talk, like, people go and talk.
1: So, I mean, maybe it was intentional. Maybe she knew it would get back to you. And that's how that's her passive aggressive way of trying to light a fire under you and motivate you. Maybe. Yeah, not professional or appropriate at all. No,
2: it didn't work the way she wanted it to, obviously, because I am on this side. (laughs) Yeah, Um, she burned
1: something down, but it wasn't the fire (laughs) under you. (laughs) What other culty things did you encounter while you were with Young Living? Well, for starters, I did
2: do a little research. This is the thing that is like, first of all, like out of Young Living, I am like, this is the first thing that's super culty. Okay, so you've said before that Gary Young is a direct descendant of Brigham Young.
1: Yes, at least a clan. Have you watched the
2: series Escaping Polygamy? Yes. Do, do you see in the opening credits where it says Brigham Young? Okay, so you know, there's a history lesson for everybody. Brigham Young was one of the people who. Started Latter day Saints, and more importantly, the United Order or the Order, which is a polygamist cult, which is what that show is about. Leaving the Order, they talk about leaving the Order all the time.
1: Yeah, the FLDS aspect of it, the polygamist. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: yep. That right there, like leader of a cult in his family, like right there. And then like, you know, going through his history and stuff, we would celebrate somebody who murdered his own child, who got fined or decided or charged with practicing medicine without a license multiple times. So we're just going to take this guy for his word, who is just not. Not a very nice person from what I saw, like
1: no. just he has a laundry list of things he's done that just it's just horrific.
2: That's the part where I'm just like, "Oh, I should have
1: listened to my husband but you have to remember that when you got yeah. that information, you were deeply mm-hmm. entrenched in this program in this cult, yeah, and you were trained to not listen to outside information, especially negative. And someone that you are in a relationship telling you, like, you know, your founder that you worship, yeah, he killed his baby. You're like, what? No, no way. Because that seems too just out there to be true. Yeah. It's true. Mm -hmm.
2: And it really, I was just kind of, I've always been, since I left, embarrassed about that particular situation with my husband and it really wasn't until like i found your podcast and i started listening to like the very first episodes one of them was a counselor is it Haley?
1: yeah Haley.
2: yeah it wasn't until her episode that i really realized that it's not my fault i was there to fail Like I've even told my husband now, I'm just like, cause he would bring it up and he would poke fun at me for being in Young Living. And it was kind of a ha thing. And I would always just kind of get in a sour mood because of that. So I listened to that episode and then I I was able to voice it in words to him and be like, Hey, this is why I act the way you do. When you make fun of me for it, it's because I blame myself, but it's not me it's the whole system yeah those were very culty things and then I really think just the whole like well if you buy it in the grocery store you can you can buy the things that you would buy there on through the young living like all of your cleaners all of your makeup your oils your your pasta and pasta yeah I feel like that one's really culty. Like, even for, like, Amway and Arbonne and all those other ones, it's like, okay, so you want me to buy everything through you, so you're separating me from the rest of the world. So that is pretty high on my culty red flag. Also, the fact that, like, if you were a royal crown diamond, you were a celebrity. I don't. They're just people. There's this one... Royal Crown Diamond in particular, she actually founded the Savvy Minerals makeup line through Young Living. I don't know if anybody knew that Young Living had a makeup line. She is from Minnesota, diehard Minnesota person right here. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it's uh, it's just a thing. <laughs> but like idolized her because I was like, oh my gosh, like she's from my state. She did it. I can do it. And then she has this class, if you want to call it, it's called Basics, B-A with a six (laughs) I-X or something like that. It's called Basics, which is pretty much she put together these lessons for you to be able to grow your business and pretty much like looking back, what she threw in there was a bunch of Bob Proctor videos. I don't know if you know who he is, but. You know, oh, yes.
1: He's come yeah. up before.
2: I do agree with some things that he says, like positivity can work wonders. I believe that. But there is one video in particular where he says, in order to get rich quick, you need multiple sources of income. I agree with that. But then he continues on and says, if I were to redo my life i would go back and i would join an mlm and looking back i'm like no
1: see i hear those quotes and there's like no way that like any of these billionaires would join an mlm like maybe they would own an mlm and be the tippity top and get all the money but they would never join one as a distributor it's like those quotes that that the huns share i'm just like this is embarrassing
2: yeah apparently this Royal crown diamond was like really good friends with him before he passed away. You know,
1: like the secret and all those self-help and toxic positivity stuff. It's very popular in MLM. It runs rampant. Everybody sort of regurgitates the same information in this weird game of telephone. And it sort of gets changed and passed around from MLM to MLM.
2: Yeah. I need to rewatch Scientology because I was with Leah Remini because I was in Young Living and I didn't, like when you were saying that you got red flags from that, I was just watching it like, oh, that's, that's really crazy. Like it did not, no red flags were tossed out there for me. So I don't know if I'm just not that observant or
1: what, but you probably have to watch it again because you're probably watching this going, I'm glad my high demand group isn't like this one,
2: right? (laughs) Like, mine's totally different.
1: So, (laughs) how has your life been after Emma left? Well, um, pretty good,
2: actually. Like I said, I just got married September 24th 22.
1: Congratulations.
2: Thank you. I actually found, like, I know this is going to be really sad and mushy, and when he listens to this podcast, he's going to, like, start laughing at me. I'm sure... (laughs) he's gonna like poke fun at me I just know it because that's just how we are but like he's like everything I could have ever wanted in a way yeah young living bad but I did move away from the toxic area that I was in and I was able to find the person that I was supposed to be with so
1: that's a great lining yeah it kind of
2: it kind of worked out and then after I met him I quickly found my dream job, which I had went to school for actually, and did not pursue because of said man with the bad anger issues and stuff that I mentioned before. (laughs) I got a degree in dental assisting and I never did anything with it for six years. Meet my husband, dream guy, had my dream dog. He's Sleeping somewhere, uh, English cream golden retriever, dream guy, dream dog, dream job. And then, like, we just got a couple of years ago, got my dream vehicle, and I'm just like, I don't need an MLM for any of this,
1: right? Isn't it wild mm-hmm. how you left a controlling situation, and mm-hmm. once you were able to be who you wanted to be and do what you wanted to do, everything fell into place? Yeah. I mean, that's that's wonderful. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I. It's been a breath of fresh air, like every day being out. Until I found your podcast, I really didn't think I was out, like because I didn't know there was a word for not really wanting to be in an MLM or do an MLM or any of that stuff. Life after MLM has been kind of my awakening call. I found. My people, I was like, (laughs) I remember talking to my husband. I was like, hey, so I'm listening to this podcast. And she says, if you have any stories that you should just email her. I was thinking about maybe doing that. He's like, if you feel like you should, you should. And then like the next day I emailed you and you emailed me back and I kind of fangirled a little bit.
1: (laughs) And now here we are telling your story. I know. I know and it's going to help I, other people. And that's like the I, wonderful I, ripple effect of this podcast. I just, I, I love it. One episode I, calls to someone and they reach out to me and we make an episode and that episode calls and it just right. repeats and we just, we get bigger every day and it's, yeah. it's wonderful. And thank you so much for thank finding you. this podcast and yeah. listening and um, continuing on past the first episode yeah, and being um, like, Oh, I see myself a little bit in this.
2: Life life has been good on the other side. It's I have a good work family. I have good in-laws and everything. And I live my life and I'm happy. And
1: I continue to sit and watch
2: Young Living crash and burn.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that really quick. What's going on with Young Living right now?
2: Okay, so as far as I've been able to do research and see the FTC in 2022 sent Miss Mary Young a little note, not a note, a letter from what I gather is they sent a letter on June 10th, 2022. The website that I saw has the actual letter on there, like the warning letter for her. So that's what I'm, I've been reading and looking at as consultants or distributors what we were told to do is we were told that to stay in compliance that we could not say that things will treat or cure anything and that's that's how they worded it we couldn't say it could treat or cure your cancer we couldn't say it could treat or cure your cold we could say it may or what we thought was able to say was it could help ease your symptoms of a cold so the fda actually looked at the Young Living website and a few consultants' social media pages. And they found that the way that they market the products, especially like, so they have Nature's Ultra CBD um, and even just essential oils and like the Ningxia Red wellness drink Or the vitality oils, which are supposed to be a a different blend so they can be ingested, which they're just the same. Literally, they told us to tell people that they're labeled that way to be ingested, but they're just the same oils.
1: Uh, And you shouldn't be ingesting essential oils anyway. Yeah, I
2: found that out a little too late. Frankincense tastes a lot like shit, by the way. (laughs) I was told they'd be awakened. Uh, I was awakened to a bad taste. The section 201 of the FDA that they were saying that the young living is in violation of states that the intended use of a product may be determined by its labeling, advertisements, and circumstances surrounding its distribution. When they say essential oils, vitality oils, well, that vitality is you know, having to do with like your life and stuff like that. And the Ningxia drink. So that's like a wolfberry. Like it's supposed to be good for your cholesterol, your heart, your brain, your everything. So that's kind of distributed as a wellness drink. And then Nature's Allstress CBD is a CBD containing product. All of those fall under drugs, which should be regulated by the food and drug administration so not only are they unapproved drugs but they are misbranded and contain cbd and some states don't allow you to have cbd which i don't quote me on this i believe iowa is one where you can't buy cbd them shipping it to an iowa resident is like no no and they also the FTC and FDA also stated that they're like not aware of any testing, any adequate and well-controlled clinical studies published along with the information for these products. So essentially they're just like, hey, like you're not in compliance. And even if we say these may help, you're still Suggesting that they should be used like a drug, or like you know Tylenol, ibuprofen, anything like that.
1: They were saying something like they were going to be finding some of the top. I think it was like the FTC was going to be finding some of the top reps, yeah. like up to ten thousand dollars. It's a lot. Yeah, I do have the link for this
2: letter, and they do have the names of the people who are not in compliance listed on there. So.
1: We'll, we'll um, pop all those links in the show notes. If anybody's mm-hmm. interested, they can head on over there and check it out.
2: I do not advise any ingestion of essential oils. Let's just make that clear because I don't want to just because I have done it doesn't mean I approve of it. Uh yeah. are you ready to do some rapid fire questions with me? Oh gosh, yeah. I've been thinking about these like every episode. I'm like, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna
1: say? <laughs> What is one word that encompasses how you feel about MLMs? Frauds. Give me a warning to somebody who wants to join an MLM.
2: This has probably already been said, but have that outside person. Always have one foot in, one foot out, because
1: more times than not,
2: you'll get screwed over.
1: Yeah. Keep an anchor that you trust Mm -hmm. to keep you in line. What is the worst MLM in your opinion? Oh, I've been thinking... This one has, like, kept me up at night sometimes. (laughs) Gosh, I don't
2: know. Because, like, Young Living is bad. They worship a guy who killed a baby. And that's just terrible. But, like, listening to all of the podcasts, I really think, like, Amway or Arbon or Herbalife are really, really bad. Because, I don't know, they just mess with the way that you see your body. And Amway is pretty much right up there with Scientology. There, there's so many of them, though, that they're all bad in their own way.
1: What is the hardest lesson that you learned while you were in MLM? I can't make everyone like me. Oh, my God. It's like They still learn that lesson almost daily. I have to just remind yeah. myself that it shouldn't matter. And give me a positive takeaway from your time in MLM. I found friends that I needed to have
2: to get me through the darkest time of my life. Being in Young Living also just kind of led me down the path that I'm on now. So it really, I don't think I would be here if I wasn't a part of MLM so hardcore at one point in my life. Doesn't mean I support doing it,
1: <laughs> right? It's like that rocky road that brought you where you are. It's like you're there. You're very thankful for it, but also like it's yeah, not. Like, it's not the best option. Yeah, it's like it's like that bad haircut, that time that you
2: thought that really short bangs would be good.
1: Well, thank you so much, Kristen, for coming and hanging out with me and telling me oh, your story and Young no Living. Problem. Thank you for having me. I'm still just shocked that I'm here. I am very much
2: a silent listener, like silent supporter, but I felt like I needed to at least tell my story to help at least one person.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins.